Absolutely marvellous to get you on the line. And uh, whereabouts exactly are you, Brenda? Uh, I'm in my home in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. Uh, are you aware of how many people still love to sing your songs and how much they uh, they hold your work in, in, in awe, really? Well, that makes me very, very happy. I'm proud to hear that. Well, it, it's it's an absolutely fabulous story because... Um, when you started singing, I see that um, you sang from the age of six, didn't you? Well, I started out singing. Actually, I entered my first talent contest when I was three. Wow. And then I started singing professionally when I was six. Wow. And was it... Um, how did it all happen? Um, I was living in Atlanta, Georgia. That's where I was born. And I won a talent show, and the um, prize for the show was a guest shot on a local net uh, on a local television show. So I went on that show, and they received so much mail about my performance that I became a regular. And so I started traveling with the band on that show, and we started doing shows all around Georgia. And then I was discovered by a wonderful gentleman, a wonderful entertainer. His name was Red Foley, and he had a network television show uh, out of Springfield, Missouri, which I appeared on. And from from appearing on that show, I signed my record contract and uh, moved to Nashville, Tennessee to start recording and had my first record out, and that's basically how it started. And, and, of course, when all this was, was uh, in its infancy, if you like, um, it was so different in the 50s to what it really, really has become, wasn't it? Oh, it was very, very different back then, um, especially in the early 50s, not until the advent of Elvis, actually, um, and a Little Richard and, and uh, Chuck Berry and people like that, um, did we... Did, we youngsters have our own people that we could emulate and look up to. Otherwise, it was our parents' music. Mm. So, because uh, we had a similar thing here in the UK. Uh, I'm speaking from Spain, but of course, I was uh-huh. I was b- brought up in the UK. Um, you, you know, our parents were not particularly keen on pop music because they never really experienced it the way everybody does these days. That's right. What about um, who would have been the influences that made you want to sing? Do you think? Well, you know, when I was growing up, um, I came from a family uh, with not a lot of money, but we had a lot of love. Um, but we didn't have a radio, a record player or, or TV or anything like that. And most of my music that I heard uh, was through the church, or my mother used to sing a lot of songs to me, um, which I later learned were Hank Williams songs. So um, when I started recording, I actually started recording what uh, was called then, or or called now, Rockabilly, um, which was a combination of gospel and country and and kind of rhythm and blues. It was a rhythmic kind of a a sound. And then um, 
I was right there in the forefront uh, of women in the rock and roll field because I was 14 or 13 when I had my first big rock and roll hit. And then I, I had then I went pop because I became kind of a a ballad singer, I guess, uh, with songs like "I'm Sorry" and "All Alone in Mine" as usual. And I want to be wanted and things like that. So I was really lucky, I feel, to have been in several different fields of music. In actual fact, I was going to ask you just how difficult did, was it to, to, um, to cross over because uh, very often some types of music seem to not embrace the others. Uh, you know, a country and western singer these days, I think it's quite interesting if you get a rock and roll version of a, con- or a country version of a rock and roll song like Alan Jackson's doing. Um, was it difficult to sort of break into these other markets? Um, it didn't seem difficult for me, um, and I don't know why that is. Um, I like to think it was because of the songs. Uh, they were great songs, and um, it, uh, it just didn't seem very hard to me, but I know what you're talking about. It is hard to to cross over once you're identified with another market. And when the, that that song came out, "Sweet Nothings," because that's I think that's been one of my all time favorite hits well, ever. Thank you. But you know, at the very front, the beginning of the song, you hear some whispering. Uh huh. Now, is that is that something that's serious, or is that is there anything being said? Not really. Just sweet nothings. <laughs> <laughs> it was not really anything yeah, seriously being said. It was it was cute that and uh, thank you, you. you. know, it, the only other version I've ever heard that for my money, came anywhere near the way you sing it, and it doesn't match it, but um, I quite like Diana Ross doing a version of it. Oh, I never heard her do it. Mm, it was one of the few, um, you know, it was a Motown uh, production, and it really did sound nice, but nothing for me. In fact, um, the, 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 there's been so many different versions that, it, of course, you've got so many things that you can compare it with, but that, that to me, is one of my all-time, as a DJ, one of my all-time favourite songs. Well, thank you. The song did very well for me, and um, uh, of course I sing it in all my shows today. Mm. Well, of course, I was going to come to that, because one of the reasons why I wanted to contact you was you, you've had a, a big anniversary of years in the in the business. I did. Uh, and, and, and how, I mean, this is like a big big celebration year for you. Was it, was it many concerts and all celebrating? Um, well, I, I'm not working near as much as I used to. I've kind of... Um, scaled my schedule back a lot um my fans uh had a big huge party for me in june a big surprise party and that was very touching and and very very sweet i think i have the the best fans in the whole world of course they've gone from being fans to being my friends uh but they are great I think one of the nice things for myself is that uh, as I'm meeting over the airwaves people like yourself, um, it, it's the absolute love of your music that com- comes through. Even going to the website, y- you just said that they became friends, and it's so obvious to me of the impact that you've made on these people. Well, and and two, you know, they've made an impact on my life as well because um, when it's all said and done, without the people that go out and buy the records without people like you who choose to play them on the air and get them into people's homes and in into the ears of people where they'll know who's singing what people like me couldn't we couldn't do what what we've done or what we do 
and I'm so grateful um, to my fans. And as I said, they've ceased to be my fans. They are now my friends, and um, I just love them dearly. As a, a singer of worldwide fame and so many big songs that everybody remembers, who would you yourself say was another singer or what other singers have really impressed you? Oh, I am such a fan of music and and the entertainers, and I have been able to work um, with so many greats because I started out so young. Um, I was able to work with people like Sophie Tucker and Judy Garland and Jimmy Durandi and uh, Frank Sinatra and and uh, Tony Bennett, and and then I was able to work once again with all the people from the rock and roll field, all the greats, um, not only American but English uh, uh, greats as well, the Beatles and, and, and people like that, and Cilla Black and Cliff Richard and uh, Richards and Lulu. And, and, and then I was able to work with <laughs> people in the gospel field like Mahalia Jackson and Clara Ward and, and, and the wonderful people like that. So being young and and starting up, I was able to work with a lot of these people that are no longer here with us. Um, and that was incredible to, to be able to stand in the wings and watch these people perform and, and, and work with them. And I'll never forget at, at one of the, um, um, performances for the queen of England, uh, I worked with Bob Newhart and, uh, Lena Horne and Tommy Cooper, whom I love, Tommy <laughs> Cooper, and, um, Kathy Kirby and Cilla Black and, and, um, just, you know, those kind of memories just, um, are, are astounding to me when I stop and think about it. And can you still go out in your hometown and people, you know, do, do they still come up to you and say, I, you know, I, I love this song or are you, are you still working around anywhere we can come and see you? Does that still happen to you? Yeah, you know, I, I've lived in Nashville for a long, long time now and and uh, seeing an entertainer here is really no big deal. But people, but we do have a lot of people that don't live here that come here too. Uh, hear the music and see the see the people, and I still get a lot of people here. It it happens more when I'm out of town than it does uh, here in my hometown. But people are so sweet to me. There, it's um, it's like you know, instead of just coming up and being very awkward and shy and saying you know I like your music, we hug and and it's just like I'm one of the family, and that's such a great compliment. I think. Absolutely lovely. And uh, what, if anything, is ahead as far as um, ambition? is? Have you got anything that you really still are looking forward to and saying, oh, I must do this? Um, I just finished a gospel project um, that I've said from the beginning of my career that I wanted to do. I don't know why it's taken me this long to do it. It's a it's a duet album, 16 duets, and um, it's coming out in September. As far as you know, really any great aspirations of, of things. No, I just, I, I would like to keep on singing for a little while more and, and travel a little bit. But I've had, I've been so blessed with my career that um, I, I'm just happy with the way things are. Okay, and I've got to finish with a really very serious question. Uh, when I called you the other night, you were getting um, ice creams, I think, for the grandchildren. Yes. What what flavours did they get? <laughs> <laughs> 
One got vanilla and one got chocolate. <laughs> because obviously you seem to be having such fun with the grandchildren. Oh, I, my grandchildren have been just uh, such a blessing in my life. I have a girl, Taylor, who's 17, and a girl, Jordan, who's 9, and a little boy, Charlie, who's 4. And and they have just been such blessings. We We have just thoroughly enjoyed them. Well, one thing I'd, I'd set out to do, and I'm going to try and do this to, uh, to to speak with as many as I can, I felt I really wanted to let the people that have made the music that have affected my life, uh, just to let you know that there are many people that you'll never meet, but your music has, of course, touched us all. There'll be thousands of people listening on to this particular coast who know your songs, and obviously, on their behalf, I'd just like to say, Brenda Lee, thank you very much indeed for your time, and thank you very much indeed for your music. Well, thank you so much, and for those of you that are listening, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your loyalty and your support all these years of, of, for my career. Um, you'll never know how much I appreciate it. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you. Thank you.